Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at ICChiller at att.net. That's I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. Tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. I think we should pay people for being kind. We talk about gaming sales for the win, and we talk about some next gen. I've done some research, and I think I found the newest, most awesomest MMO of all time. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. That's right, guys. It's another episode of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast, episode 75. I'm Clinton Stanley, and I'm here with... Ryan Matoy. If you knew me from the wrestling days, that's what they used to announce over the intercom, because the X doesn't look like an X, it looks like a Y. Oh, okay. That's That explains some things. Mm -hmm. Wow. And we're also here with our 80s fan. The Huntsman. 93. Oh, I see what you did there. You took out the you took out the year. You know, yeah. you took out the month and the day. Yes, yes. It's to put the year in. But I'm also known as Huntsman 420, okay? Because that's my birthday, guys. No, I don't blaze it. All right? I don't. All right. All right. Did you ever I blaze it? I don't let it? anybody know that I blaze it. Yeah. <sighs> no, he doesn't agree yes. with that part. <laughs> oh, man. Ryan has never blazed it. He only eats a no. lot. No, I don't so believe he's, that. He's from California. He's had to blaze it. He's always never, got some I, kind I, of munchies. I've never toked a toke, but I do have the munchies pretty much 24-7. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I never uh, smoked the wild wood weed or ate the devil's lettuce. Devil's never lettuce. The devil's <laughs> lettuce. I don't think I've heard it called that. Really? So that, my That's dad the is called common. the devil's lettuce. That's funny. That's some spicy lettuce, you know. No? Nobody? No. Okay, you are definitely fine. a white man. From that's suburbia. okay. Well, you know, I try my best. I feel like I'm a more sophisticated Michael Scott. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. More yeah, just a tiny bit. Um, but yeah, tonight we got a lot going on. And by a lot, I mean gaming news. And uh, we're bringing you a new MMO that's in development. So a lot mm-hmm. of ideas being brought to the table. Ryan and Hunter are going to give us a little sneak peek into uh, Xbox's big gaming event that they had, game reveal event that they had this morning. But we're not covering the entire thing because guess what? We were all working um, mm-hmm. whenever it went, so we didn't get to watch it, and we don't want to give you a bad product here. So, right. Well, and we, we usually do our recording on Wednesday night, which would have been before the actual event. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did not include the event, event in our recording or in our plans to, to, to be recording about, if that makes sense. And, uh, but then we had to switch things because yesterday was my anniversary. And, uh, you know, obviously you can't do things that aren't wife-inclusive on anniversary days. Big, big uh, 14 years this wow. youngster's been married. Congratulations, and, uh, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank yeah. you <laughs> for making Tif- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tiffany, like Tiffany is like the toughest person in the world, you know. <laughs> 
Like you see these gaming heroes, you know, Tiffany is better than that. She's better than the God of War. Dude, mm. What's what's his wow. name? Ethos. Oh my God. <laughs> Kratos. Kratos. <laughs> there you go. Here. Kratos. Every time I hear Kratos, I think of cheese. Like it's a type of cheese, right? Kratos. I don't know why. Yeah, I get it. Kind it's of kind weird. of get that Famunda vibe to it. You keep mm-hmm. talking about him like that, and he's just going to appear from behind your little curtain there. Mm-hmm. Just hey, his room shake. Yeah, just have some wrath on you, bro. Yeah. The good thing, though, is he usually snaps heads off pretty quickly. And, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So it'd be a quick death. It'd be painful. He's not a, very he fast. doesn't believe in the slow and steady most right. of the time, yeah. Right, yeah, sure. he's not taking out one testicle and then another, that kind of thing. Wow. Did we go he there? Might. He might for you. Yeah, for well, that's... How's that? That's that's ethos that's known for that. That's mm. why you get it mixed up, probably. Okay. Yeah. Ethos. Well, you know what's uh, not I'm ethos. So upset with you, guys. you know what's <laughs> you know what's not ethos, Hunter? The gaming news. Do you guys got it? You gonna bring it or what? Oh yeah, oh, you got this. I've got some good news tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good gaming news. I'm only bringing one thing off the plate or platter. That was a mix. I was gonna say platter and then plate yeah, came out. I said plate, but uh, I'm bringing one thing off of there from the Xbox to tonight just because it's a game that caught my interest and oh well. Yeah, go for it. I'm excited. All right, let's let's hit it boys. I, I'm gonna go first. Question. I'm just yeah, gonna jump it. in there. And, go for it. You know what I mean? Fine. I okay. just didn't want to go first either. Yeah, I wasn't even gonna ask because just in case you wanted to, I didn't want. You know what I mean? So I just no, I hate going first. Yeah, I'm gonna say actually, I'm gonna rotate. I'm gonna do two, and then I'm gonna do my last one. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, it's gonna be my way. You're saying you're gonna do two, and then let me do one, and then you're gonna do one, your last one. Well, you, or? you can finish or do however many you want, and then I'll jump in and do the last one when you're ready. Okay. All right. That's the delivery path of tonight. Uh, okay, first one I've got here is the one from the Xbox uh, reveal, um, and uh, at least I don't, I don't believe this is an exclusive from everything I've seen. It's not an exclusive for Xbox, but they did choose the Xbox reveal day to release their trailer and use that hype to help get their, you know, their name out there. Um, this is made from Bloober Team, uh, which is uh, I don't, I've never even heard of Bloober Team. Have either of you? No. Okay. Clint, like a type of whale. Clint, you go ahead and pull up a video for this. I should have told okay. you that earlier, but I didn't. Um, this is going to be called The Medium, which is a horror game that's coming out by Bloober Team. Ooh. And you can guess by the name, The Medium, uh, you know, that she's a channeler or something of some sort, right? That's what mediums do. They talk to the other side. They're in between. They're medium between one side and the other. And uh, that's actually what this preview is specifically about, which is a very, very good-looking preview. You'll see when it comes up. Clint, let me know when you – oh, no, yeah. I've got it. I forget. I'll see it. Um, but the graphics look great on this game, and this preview specifically kind of goes into a duality of the two worlds. She has the power to control two different, um, basically, places, right? So she can actually activate what she's seeing, if that makes sense. And she can actually turn them both on, from what I understand, at the same time and kind of link them together, or at least that's the way the preview looks. It's not super clear, but that's the way it looks. So uh, she can connect with the spirit world, and she can connect with the real world. Um, okay. Of course. I'm working on getting the, that up for you, by the way. 
Have yeah, I you're good. The, issues? the, uh, the game itself uh, says, you know, they decided to showcase it today. It's a third person game. And so it's kind of set up like over the shoulder, of course, but it's got that older resident evil feel. The graphics are dark and very realistic. It's so it, it's definitely got that resident evil kind of graphics to it. Um, but it's clearly, you know, it's not about zombies. It's much more horror. So it's, it's, I don't know, maybe down the lines of Silent Hill. Doesn't look so creaturey, but a little bit. You don't get a ton of what you're going to get scared by. You get really the concept of the game uh, in this preview. It's giving the idea that um, the attention and everything that's important in this game is, is in the details, if that makes sense. There's a lot of things that seem one way that aren't necessarily true. So she's gaining info about these spirits that she tried to stop listening to, and now she's giving in. And she's gaining info on what it seems like happened from what she sees in the real world and the real world evidence, and then what she sees in the spiritual realm. And it's almost like certain things have been hidden between the two realms. The two realms tell two different stories, okay. and she's trying to decipher what actually happened. Um, and the name of that like was what again? The Medium. The Medium. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty simple name. Nothing too too hard about that. Yep. Other than you couldn't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was trying to make sure I typed in the right thing. I got you. But I see. I see what you're doing with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. over there laughing. Uh, this. this I didn't game, forget it. I just needed to know. Yeah. I was typing in the right thing. Right. Because I forgot it, but I didn't uh, forget it. It said that the central theme on the game, what they quoted, if you want to know kind of how they described it, they said the central theme on this game is going to focus on perspective and perception, which makes sense with the way the preview looked and the kind of breakdown that I just gave you guys. Uh, You do see some scenes here in the preview that are kind of dark, uh, you know, where you see maybe one spirit that looks kind of horror movie creepy for a second. You see some like skin that's all stitched together, like some Silence of the Lamb stuff. And she's cutting it open. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it leaves you wondering a lot about what's going on. And uh, one of the bigger things that I like, which I will probably see on more and more games now, is just better looking games, even for games you don't really know who they are. Like, you know, people may say, Ryan, you should know who the Bloober team is. I don't. I've never heard of them, guys. I'm sorry. I wonder what other games they made. That's not in the article either. Usually they, they I like say to the, think about when you say that is blubber. Blubber, yeah. yeah. It's B L U B L O O B E R. So I'm pretty sure it's definitely Bloober. Bloober. Yeah, on the article here they said uh, the most improbably named horror game developer. <laughs> so that it looks sense. very it looks very yeah. silent hillish. Yeah. Even well, the way the character walks. Yeah, it does. That's why I kind of lean towards that in the in the horror side. It's a little more like Silent Hill, but in the uh, I don't know the graphics to me just look a little bit more realistic. Oh yeah, than Silent Hill does. So they look a little more Resident Evil vibe to me on the graphics themselves. But yeah, the game has a Silent Hill vibe to it for sure. Even when you you'll see here in the preview in a second, you guys who are listening don't get to see it. I know you guys can look it up. But when she's cutting into that skin and stuff, and even the ghost that pops up, it's kind of got that the vibe a little bit. Uh, now Clint did not bring up the new preview for the game. I don't think he pulled up the old one, even though I said, make sure you pull up the new one. It's okay. I forgive him. Uh, the new preview for the game is what shows this duality that we're talking about, but you are getting a great look at the, um, graphics and stuff 
here. So you think it's actually you think it's actually split screen like that, or it's just showing your ability to walk in both? Do you know what I'm um, talking about? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's part of me thinks it's showing it, but she said right in the beginning, it said not only do I have the ability to, or maybe this is the right preview. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay, so maybe it kind of looks like you can extend which screen you want to play. Yeah, of. because this is a different preview for sure than the one I was watching, but okay. it's showing the same thing. Um, and basically, it's because it, what she said is not only can I see one world or see the other, I can link them. That's how the preview that I watched started with. Okay. So that's why I think you actually can do that. She can go all one or she can go the other. But when things are happening in the middle of the game, like there's one scene where she gets thrown back and she's against this wall on the ground of this room, mm-hmm. and you see stuff going on within the spiritual world, but you also need the clue that's behind her on the wall in the regular world. Mm. And so I don't know how long she's in that room or if it's just for that thing that's happening and you need to see both. I think they're making this like you're going to have to use this and you maybe even have to go to areas again and play through it, seeing both sides. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I think it's going to be set up. It's a very interesting concept. Uh, how it'll play out. I mean, I, I'm guessing you're, you know, obviously you're just controlling one character. They're just going to move and do different things in the different world. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like this so. is going to be a fun one. If we could play through together on Parsec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. looks really this interesting. This would be a fun one to do. Yeah. I had never even heard of this one before now. So, and I'm, I like horror games. I'm into them. So to come across something that looks this, it looks pretty well produced. You know what I mean? Yeah. The graphics and all that look really good on it. The concept is good. And so a uh, good little surprise in my opinion. Okay. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. Looks really, a good, really legit. A good horror game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see though. You know, sometimes these games, you know, it didn't look like they didn't fill it with a bunch of preview. <laughs> that was mainly gameplay. So I really do think the game's going to look good like that, you know? Yeah. So we'll just see how the gameplay actually plays out, if it's enjoyable or if it's too much story or if it's a good mix, you know? Um, the next story here I've got is, you know, we've been talking about, um, what's it called? We've been talking about this, everybody getting in trouble because they're uh, manipulating women or children or, I don't know, maybe it's vice versa. You know, I don't know if there's any women out there that have been using their, lead power to manipulate younger guys within the gaming community, gaming creation studios, uh, even teams, right? We're talking about like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, esports teams and stuff like that. But we're kind of, we just saw it all over the place. A couple of big stories came out, some people on Twitch, things like that. And then it just blew up. And in a way it was kind of like the Me Too movement again, but for the gaming community, mm-hmm. right? I would say that's kind of what happened there. Anyways, um, Ubisoft was not unscathed during all this that has happened, and uh, they've responded with a couple different things. The Ubisoft uh, CEO, he said, each time we have been made aware of misconduct, we made tough decisions. Uh, We made tough decisions, and we made sure that those decisions had a clear and positive impact. Uh, He said, it has now become clear that some individuals betrayed the trust I put in them, I have never compromised on my core values and ethics, and I never will. Uh, what he did basically to help prove this and set a uh, probably a new standard. I would say this is going to be something you see that trickles out. I don't think this is a one-company thing. I think other companies are going to see this and expect it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he set in a bonus program, just like you have bonus programs. Uh, if, you, if you've never been in a, a company that is in production, 
not just producing a game or it doesn't matter. But if you're in a production company or even like a uh, like my company, we're an install type company. You, you get rewarded for your pace, right, and productivity, yeah. and you get bonuses for that. And if you're a team lead, then you you get a bonus if your team does good. That's how that's pretty standard for most production type companies. Mm-hmm. Um, he has now implemented a new bonus program for his leads uh, that is based specifically on building a positive and inclusive environment. He'll mm-hmm. get peer rev- they'll get peer reviews, and based on how his team feels about not how productive they are, how good just at leading he is, but how he treats them and how they feel welcome and accepted and not, you know, uh, not, not just, it's not just pertaining to sexual things. So it's, it's specifically to do you, do people, around and things like yeah, that. exactly. Do people feel shut down? Do people feel, you know, uh, like they don't have an opportunity to, to speak or to be used as much as possible or, you mm-hmm. know, so it's going to really pertain to a whole nother side of their leadership. And based on that, um, they're going to get bonuses, which okay. I think that's a great idea. I think yeah. in a way, you know, companies, if you're a good boss, you do, uh, I'm tooting my own horn, but if I have a, a crew leader or somebody who's working, that's always been one of the things I'm going to look at is, is the crew happy? Do they like working with him or do they, when I give them an opportunity of, Hey, do you want to work with this guy today instead of that guy? Mm-hmm. And it, does everybody act like, Oh yeah, I'll go with him. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. And so, I pay that I, I take that in consideration with whatever their rate of pay is. So instead of just like giving them a bonus for people being happy, I just that's included if whether I'm going to raise their pay or not. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, but I do think that that should be looked at because if people are happy, they are going to be more productive. Not yeah, only that, I, I want I, I want people to continue to stay with my company. I don't want them to go to another company. I want them to enjoy working for me. And you can be the best boss in the world when you're a small company you're the guy who's directing everything. And so if people aren't happy, it's your fault. You suck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're a jerk. You're stressing out too much, whatever. I've been there. I've done that. I've had people not like working with me because I'm not appreciating them or whatever. You know, it's happened. Yeah. Um, but that has helped me recognize how I want my company to be and make adjustments in myself. But as you grow and you start to ha- have all kinds of people that you never even get to put your finger on because you're just a CEO, you're just running it from the top. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure your leads are doing that. It's the same mm-hmm. thing just because you're not there and you don't get to see it. Those people, your employees need to be taken care of. They need to be happy. They need to enjoy working for you, not just because you give them a check. That's right. not everything. I'm telling you, I'm one of those guys. I'll leave. If I'm making $18 an hour with you, I'll definitely go make 16 over at the company where I like working. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. No problem. No doubt about it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously a lot of these guys are making a lot more than that, but not everybody's in the gaming community. So I'm just talking in general, you know, Right. I yeah. think that's a. I think that should be a standard no, across the I board. I agree. I um. I think what goes a long way for me in any workplace is investment. What are you investing into somebody? And um, you know, as a chef, there's a lot of, uh, especially in in some restaurants, there's a, a ceiling you hit as a chef. It's like you you are raised to the top, but then it's it. That's all you can go. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's all you can get. And, and, you know, I'm not like talking down on any of my bosses, but there was just places that I've worked where it's just like, you're here to do a job. That's it. You know? And right. those places, they're good for a paycheck. Like you said, to bring home, but it's not a place where you want to stay for mm-hmm. 15, 20 years and grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that, that's oh, I've, I've what, heard it. 
I've heard it in the workforce and I've heard it as a pastor. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to be friends with them. You're their <coughs> pastor. You don't want to be friends with them. You're their boss. Wrong on both sides. What the freak are you talking about? Right. How are these people going to trust me? How are they going to be able to uh, open up to me? And how are we going to grow together and right. influence each other's lives and, and be involved in each other's lives if they don't know who I am, if we're not friends? Yeah. Right. Well, you need their respect, not their friendship. Screw that. I'm not, I don't believe in that at all. You, right. You, you're going to get real respect when they trust you and when they're your friend. Right. And, that's, and if they can't, you know, as a boss or a, a minister or say you're a motivational, um, you know, like a workout guy or whatever it is. Right. They're not going to listen to you the same capacity. OK, mm-hmm, you're not right. going to. Ha- sure. You're going to have a little less control if all you're looking for is control. Right. You can get control by just being that dick. Right. Just being <laughs> right. that guy who's just, you know, it's just business. But that's not that's not what I want in life. I don't want that kind of relationship with anybody, no, no matter what it is I'm doing. So no, yeah. And I think and that I, old that old saying probably comes from you know the don't be their friend, be their boss mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it comes from too uh, people having a hard time um, correcting friends, right? So like yeah. friendship, you think, well, I'm not supposed to say this or that to my friends. Um, I feel like with both of you guys, as our friendship has grown, we get better at being more truthful. Well. Mm-hmm. I should roll that back. Ryan's right. always pretty straightforward and truthful, <laughs> but me, right. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of hang on to feelings more and try not to rock the boat as much. Right. Whereas I've learned with Ryan, it's better that he rather me be kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah. And at least he knows where I'm coming from and not, Oh, he's right. being fake kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of times growth comes through that. I mean, growth comes through uncomfortability sometimes and, and you have to tell somebody when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's some of the, the top three chefs that I would go back to work for today are ones that I've built relationships with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and they invested me and they invested me outside of work and, you know, Hey, what's up, man? Hey, look at this. This is a cool dish. Right. Like, you know, that kind of stuff, that's investment. And oh. even my job now and my boss now, I'm not cooking anymore, but always trying to grow me more and more. Hey, let's, mm-hmm. lead, let's get into this leadership book. Let's, mm-hmm. let's grow your uh, self-discipline. Like, and it's uncomfortable. Sometimes I'm just like, dude, I don't want to. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be lazy. But mm-hmm. it, it shows that my boss cares for me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And he continues to push me to be a better person. And that's just, that's investment. And I would, I would work for this guy for 10 years. Yeah. Well, Clint, really that's hundred percent right. If you, if you get close to him, it is harder. When yeah. I'm close to these people and I'm friends with them and I care about, you know, the fact that they have kids or they have a family or they, whatever they're doing, I don't, I don't want them to not get paid. I don't want to fire them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, I could understand that as a boss, like but at the same time, you still have to. And when I do, I can tell you for sure when I do, they hear it more. It's harder mm-hmm. for me to do. It hurts a little more, but I guarantee those chefs that you're talking about that you, you had a respect for cause you had camaraderie mm-hmm. when they say, Hey, what you've been doing, you've been put, you've been making this salmon the last week. You've been half a in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've been, you've been, taking, you've been just skipping, cutting corners. You're like, oh crap. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that freaking yeah. hurts. But it's not just like if it's some guy who's just your boss, you're like, screw you. You know, that's kind of your first, right, right. <laughs> your first reaction instead. And, and yeah, what yeah. a jerk. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too far. We probably already did, guys. But <laughs> it's it's well, an I, important subject. I, I think that's good though, because I think you see that with gaming companies that are small yes, yeah. that become big, yeah. right? When they were small, they made these amazing games with creative passion, right? With teams and as they like get, family. Yeah. And as they get bigger, all of a sudden, it's a, it's a machine, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, lose some of that soul. And that's probably because they've lost some of that ownership. Those right. passionate people have either left or, you know. So 
I think you're one hundred percent right. And uh good for Ubisoft doing the right thing. Yeah. I think it's great. Ubisoft. I know there'll be people out there that say Oh, he's he's doing that because they got accused of some things. Well, I mean it could be true, but it's implemented either way. Yep. So it's gonna it's gonna encourage that action either way, so it's still good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh that's my that's my last story for now. Okay. okay. I'll uh hit on a couple of things and you can have your finale. Ooh, I'm getting I'm getting excited for Hunter's uh uh, stuff here what you got for us hunter well i want to start out with uh halo infinite Ooh, the big halo infinite eh did they uh did they announce that today i think they did yes and i'm just going to touch on a little bit of it but like like we said we're going to really dive into xbox um you know coming up and but i just want to we've already talked about this i talked about this a couple weeks ago in the teaser trailer um, you know, about Halo Infinite. And I just saw this article and I thought I'd share it. So Halo Infinite, and this is about their multiplayer too. So mm-hmm. um, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to make a grappling hook as a pickup. Plus, there's a four-player split screen that's been confirmed. Mm. Couch dude, co-op four-player. Nobody's yeah. doing that anymore. Dude, but do you remember, and I, I don't know about you old folks over there, but lock-ins church lock-ins where they would have the halo <laughs> tournament like the halo games and the force split screen oh i was a youth pastor for five years we did them we all went the to time. A live we church we went to the live church where they had the big like projector where the wall was the projector almost in the kids yep. church like it was that big yeah. and people were playing halo on a split screen four player yeah. Yeah. come on man that's just it's awesome so um <laughs> hey you know we just we just talked about that specific thing in the i think the last podcast we were talking about how we may see an increase of couch co-op because yeah. of the uh, increase in the capability. And we saw a decrease because the graphics got pushed so hard in the Xbox One mm-hmm. that couch co-op got harder to do for the One and the PS4. So yeah, that's right. cool to see it already happening. That is cool. So Halo Infinite's gameplay debut at the Xbox event was focused exclusively on showcasing the campaign, which okay. features open world elements and some new tools for Master Chief to play with. Chief among them are... Yes, among them is a grappling hook, known as the grapple shot, which stand, uh, stands to have a major impact on gameplay. However, while it is included in Infinite's multiplayer, it will not be something you have access to at all times. Mm. The briefest of insight into Infinite's multiplayer component was shared as part of a 343 Industries blog post. It confirms that new weapons and equipment, including both the grapple shot and uh, drop wall, that de- uh, the deployable energy shield seen in the gameplay demo will be available in multiplayer. But in order to use them, you will need to first pick them up on the map. It's unclear if they have a limited number of uses once you do so. The grapple shot uh, operates on a cooldown timer in the campaign, and it seems that uh, we'll need to wait for the information on the shield, right? Okay. So DTS has details coming soon. Okay. Um, also confirmed is a four-player split-screen co-op support for Halo Infinite. This is a uh, feature first announced back in t- 2018, but given how things can change, there was perhaps some question of whether it would indeed make the final cut. Mm-hmm. Luckily, 30, uh, 343 told GameSpot that it will be included uh, in Halo Infinite. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what used to make uh, Halo, like we got into Halo 3, 
that was that's when I really got into Halo at all was Halo three mm-hmm. during high school. And uh, we used to do Halo parties and that's what made it good is you could hook up, bring three Xboxes, and that's sixteen guys in the yeah. game room loaded up playing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Freaking blast. Right. And, and we do we do system link cables and play against each other. Right. So, so in esports, and we got some we got some of our esports friends in the chat. We have Brent Daniels and uh, Evan Lockhart in the in the channel, um, and maybe you guys have an opinion on this with split screen being offered. Right? Um, is that going to be a thing in esports? Could you technically bring a friend who, um, you know, if you're doing now, this would obviously not be as big of an esports tournament, but like right. a local esports thing, right? You could well, uh, say you're doing one of these online ones that we're talking screens. about all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, how would that work? Could you bring in, like, say I get an Xbox Series X, Ryan doesn't have it yet, Hunter's got it, and we want to enter a tournament with you guys. Could we essentially bring Ryan on as a guest and him still be on our team and compete? Right, it's just what's And they, yeah. they didn't name me for any real reason other than I'm poorer than the two of them. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> well, we're still trying to get you a gaming PC, bro, Hey, I will. I will Most have a gaming time, PC. Though, at competitions, are the uh, consoles not provided? Yeah, well, he's I'm talking saying, about how they're I'm doing like online right home. now. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I got yeah. You. If we were just getting online as a team to play and that nothing was provided. Yeah. I don't know about that. They'll probably answer you. But for Ryan's question, he was kind of talking about uh, um, graphics earlier. It says it's unclear how split screen will impact the resolution or frame rate. Uh, three, 343 promises uh, near instant load times, as they say, hmm. as well as 4K and 60 FPS support in the campaign on Xbox Series X, but those figures may only be accurate when playing the single person on the system. Mm-hmm. So do we do we know that the campaign's going to have uh, co-op too for the with the split screen or no? That's what it seems like, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, because they're talking, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it'll be four-player. Right. Okay. But uh, 343 also says it's designing Halo Infinite to grow and evolve over time so that we can continue to, t- continue to deliver experiences to our players well beyond the launch given the focus right now is on the campaign this evolution uh, involves the side of the game which new stories being added over time but it seems safe to assume infinite's multiplayer will also expand to new content post-launch so, so this is why i didn't do my last story because i didn't know if that was going to be wrapped into your story at all so i held yeah. off because that's the story i pulled up that i thought was interesting about Halo, and so I'm glad you're hitting on that. Right. Uh, he's basically they're kind of touting that it sounds like as if it's uh, you know, like you see for uh Fortnite and stuff. These kind of games they're not like you know they're not trying to make Fortnite two. You get what I'm saying? They're right. right. It's a continuation right. game like uh you know World of Warcraft is kind of one of the early guys to ever do that, and we're seeing that that's becoming more popular. We're seeing that that's the direction Call of Duty I think is going to go right now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said right he said right here there's not going to be a, a Halo Infinite 2 or a Halo 7, right. he said, or, or whatever uh, you want to call it. He said, in the years uh, in the years after this release in late 2020. So he's basically coming out to say, basically, we're going to grow this, I guess you could call it a universe. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. saying that, that the Halo Infinite, uh, see, he gave a specific quote for kind of how he wants it to be looked at. So it's kind of taking on more kind of like GTA Online kind of? Right. Yeah. Well, and it also says, like, it seems like to me that they're also planning, because they're focused, they said their focus is so much on campaign right now, Mm -hmm. that they're actually going to, you know, be 
uh, it's uploading, I guess, or you can install added content onto your campaign. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and I'm looking at that grappling. I'm looking at the grappling hook too. Um, it makes so much sense. It's kind of like, why did we never have this? Uh huh. In, in yeah, the universe it's gonna, of, it's of gonna be integrated work. perfectly for the way the gameplay is for sure. Mm-hmm. He said, he, "Well, that's what he said. He said he called uh, Infinite a platform for the future. It's not okay. just the new game. That's what he called it, a platform for the future. Which, you know, just very much seems like he's saying this is going to be something that is going to be now, mm-hmm. and we're going to adjust it and grow it and build it. But we're going to have a community around Halo Infinite. It's the new setup, you know, instead of sequels, because in the past." That was, we always had sequels, but we used to always have games every, what, a year or two max mm-hmm. for sequels. Yeah. Now, you know, Halo Infinite, it's been over five years. So everybody's been saying they better be freaking cooking up something big. Right. And, you know, I think he's just basically saying we are. We've switched the way we're going to do things. I don't know how, you know, how this game is set up different enough to work that way. There's no real, you know, clear evidence on why this game is better for that than the others have been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's definitely their plan. Yeah, the game looks great. Um, yeah, I was just about it, to say they did super, really good on the graphics. Just like you know, there's such a nostalgia to it. Like this was a game that me and my cousin played. Mm-hmm. You know, after school. All the and time, if, so. if you remember when it first came out, too, I mean, the graphics were that was one of the big things of it. It was that next gen graphic that really yeah. pushed pushed mm-hmm. uh, the envelope. For, for I remember as a kid, my cousin always trying to explain to me that like in Halo, you're on that ring. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? You're on the on the ring? That doesn't make sense. This is a world. It is so hard for me to wrap my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it took These me a while are... in the gameplay too to realize that. Like mid There's some there's some speculation here, uh, from looks like maybe a little bit of leaks and people kind of thinking uh that this actually will be a little bit more like wow, not in an MMO style, but it's speculated that it's not gonna be a continued updates to the same campaign but that instead new stories will arise that will be wholly separate campaigns to be played out within yes. the Halo Infinite universe, if that makes sense. So like the, so multi, cool. the multiplayer or the or the single player, I guess? Is... Uh, on the campaign, so co-op okay. and single player campaign. Okay. So, uh, of course, they'll add stuff in the multiplayer too, new maps and things like that, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But what I mean is it sounds more like the way World of Warcraft says, hey, here's this uh, new storyline. They don't mm-hmm. just add a new quest. You get what I'm saying? They're saying right. there's, there's this new thing that's going on and there's going to be a new person to conquer at the end. That's how they think this is going to go right. with Halo Infinite, which okay. is pretty cool. I like it. I think, yeah, that, that, I think that is the way to go, especially if you're going to call your game Infinite. Mm-hmm. Like That's that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty, pretty sweet. Next on the list, I'm just going to touch on this for a second. It's not huge news, but apparently <clears throat> Fortnite already has had vehicles in their game, right? There's helicopters, uh, mm-hmm. there's different buggies and stuff. Well, apparently Fortnite was going to add cars, just regular old cars that you can drive around in. But it's been a little bit delayed. So um, it says Fortnite won't get cars for a few more weeks. The popular Battle Royale game is uh, expected to get drivable cars, but they won't be added for a few weeks. Don't expect cars to be added to Fortnite uh, Battle Royale just yet. Um, on Twitter, uh, Fortnite announced that they're taking some time to get these added in. It's it's a cool little tweet here. It says, Fender Bender, no sweat. Ran out of gas? That's not covered. Our lawyers are currently sweating the policy details and 
fixing typos like uh, otter coverage instead of auto coverage. Due to this, many vehicles got taken in for inspection. Expect mm. a few weeks until we're road ready. So, uh, are adding cars to Fortnite, but they're not here yet. So, apparently there's going to be uh, around four types of cars that you can drive. Small cars, medium cars, and large cars, uh, like trucks, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're waiting for in Fortnite. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I Grant. never realized they had taken some of that stuff out, you know, because I know beforehand right. they had all that. Well, Grant they said had... in, the, in the live chat, he said uh, that he had played his first time that way with the with the Halo party, but then mm -hmm. Evan decided to, to rip me a new one, or I don't know, maybe both of us, Hunter, I don't know. I, I think I said 343. He said it's 343. Sorry. Three. Sorry if I said that. Yeah, you know <laughs> us, guys. Hey, if you've watched this podcast for any amount of time, you realize we say stuff like Ubisoft and yeah. Stadia. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, hey, hey, Ubisoft was like a big revelation for me. Right? Any Asian name or Oriental name, if you're Clint, is completely, um, you know, we add syllables. You know, it's, it's no, we're nowhere near <laughs> anything that we're supposed to be. But it's also a delirious dad's gaming, not epic, yeah. super epic gamer dad's gaming. Super it's correct a, all the time, 100% <laughs> epic dad. But I do I'm love delirious. the roast. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the oh, roast. He said, I think he said, in theory, yes, we could play a split screen. And then um, what else did they say? He said, oh, he said multiple campaigns remind him of StarCraft 1, 8, or 1 and 2. Almost said 1 and 2. I got it. <laughs> All right. Well, my last little bit here before Ryan drops the bomb. On no, that this. was my bomb. That was it. That's what I was saying. I saved it specifically because I, I thought you might get into it and we'd just talk about it together. Oh, the Halo thing was? I stole your bomb. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it was you're the only one that made it a bomb. I figured it was going to be more like a plug, and it was. So okay. Good, Good deal. So last on here, then, and we'll finish it off with this: is a, a big summer sale that just went live on Epic Game Store. We were mm. just talking before we got on here. We kind of liking what Epic Games is doing. You know, Epic Games has some great sales. They have great free games. I mean, my library on Epic Games. Right, I don't have. I probably have a third of the games downloaded actually that I have in my library on Epic because yeah. there's so many good free games that come out mm -hmm. that I just grab. I I have only paid for one or two games on here mm -hmm. and listen mm -hmm. to the games I have on my Epic Store here. I got Steep. I've got. Uh, I paid for Far Cry. I paid for World War Z. Uh, I got Batman the trilogy. So I got all three okay. Batman games. Um, Let's see, For Honor, Limbo, Overcooked, uh, Just Cause 4, uh, the trio of Batman Legos. I must have missed uh, the Batman. I didn't know that. I, I didn't get that for free. Yeah. Civilization. You're missing out on it all, man. Gone yeah. Home, Inner Space, Soma, Stranger Things 3, uh, The Stanley Parable. I mean, those are all good. I mean, they're not just, you know, like some of these games you see on other platforms that are free are kind of like your, uh, wah, wah, wah. it's like a ransom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is what we got. Nobody's buying it, so you guys can have it for free, right? You know. But anyways, all I have to say is I've, I'm proud of what Epic's been doing, and they don't seem very, you know, they're not greedy. I feel like right. they're letting their players play the things that they want to play, and so uh, there was a, a sale that I just got some good games on there, and now they're kicking off another sale, um, mm. and so this sale includes some hot titles like Assassin's Creed Origins for twelve dollars. Right, marked down okay. from sixty dollars, guys. Okay, 
Assassin's Creed Odyssey for nineteen seventy nine also marked down from sixty dollars. Hmm. Uh, before we leave for fifteen, Borderlands three for thirty marked down hmm. from sixty. Um, Civilization uh, five for what's VI in Roman numerals? I'm an idiot. Seven. Six. Seven. Oh, VI. I thought you said two eyes. Six. VI six. Yeah. Okay. Nice so recovery. Civilization right. six Platinum Edition upgrade is forty instead of eighty. Uh, Control, which looks like a super cool game. I've seen a lot about that lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, $30 marked down from $60. Um, uh, Disco Elysium, I have no idea what game that is, is 30 instead of 40 Far Cry 3 is $3. I know it's a little older, but hey, $3 marked down from $20. Uh, that was Far, a good game. Far Cry Primal, $6 marked down from 30 Hades Early Access, which is kind of like a top-down dungeon Um Game is twenty dollars, and, right. and into the breach seven dollars marked down from fifteen. The Jackbox Party Pack three sixteen dollars down from twenty five. Mm. Uh, John Wick Hex, which I think is a turn based John Wick game, sixteen dollars. Um, Journey to the Savage Planet, very cool game. I've seen gameplay on this. Uh, very bright, vibrant colors. Eighteen dollars marked down from thirty. Limbo is $2. Guys, that is a classic game. Limbo, I got it for free, like I said, on Epic Cry, right? You missed out on that. You have to pay $2. Okay. Um, Maneater, new shark game out. Looks awesome. I've heard a lot of good reviews on that. $30. Metro Exodus. Talked about Metro a couple times mm-hmm. in our last mm-hmm. couple podcasts. 18 down from 40 Outer Wilds. I've seen gameplay on this. Very cool sandbox explorer space game, guys. I mean, mm. it is awesome. Very cool game. 16.24, marked down from 25. Uh, the Outer Worlds, 30 from 60. We've talked about Outer Worlds on here before. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, $48, down from 60. Um, Rainbow Six Siege, $8, down from 20. Uh, Saints Row, the third remastered, uh, 30, marked down from 40. Okay. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. $30, marked down from 60 That's one I want to check out. Mm-hmm. I've played a couple levels on that. It's a beautiful game, it and is. I want to check it out. Um, State of Decay 2, which is a zombie game. Juggernaut Edition, 22 marked down from 30 And then uh, the story-based game is called What Remains of Edith Finch is $8, hmm. marked down from 20 uh, And so that is... Um, the list I have here, those epic summer, uh, that it's called the Epic Summer Sale 2020, and it runs until August 6th at 8 p.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So, okay. nice. You have a couple of weeks to decide which games you guys want to pick up on there. Um, and so, yeah, it, like I said, I love what Epic's doing. I love uh, that they have so many good, you know, they don't stray away from the mainstream titles and discount right. them. Right. All right. All right. That was good, Hunter. Ryan, yours was okay. Um, yep. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Hey, we, we got to step it down so we can be at your level. You know? Yeah, well, don't we get too far ahead or people just right. tune out, you know? Right. Got to be equal across the board. Yeah. Well, hey, I got a little game that I came across and I'm going to share it with you guys. And for all our uh, MMO fans out there, especially if you're into uh, the classic fantasy you're gonna you're gonna want to stay tuned because I saw this and uh, let's just say it's the most pumped I've been about any game in probably the last ten years for myself when it comes to an MMO. 
So let's uh, go on over and check it out. In a world of Easter eggs and cheats, it's time for what they don't want you to know. guys and it's time it's time for our tips and tricks segment i went ahead and included it in this because there's some tips for a game that you haven't even heard of yet right what's i'm talking about it's it's, i like it yeah, yeah yeah it's more of rumors but you know i fear we'll okay, go uh, for you mmo um aficionados you probably have heard of it you know you should have told us about it shame on you <laughs> aficionados well Hey, I will say this, though. I feel like it's got some scope to it, and, and you'll see why right here now. So the game that we're discussing tonight is uh, made by Intrepid Games, um, and the name of it is Ashes of Creation. This is a MMO, and, and like we said, it's going to be it's more geared towards classic MMO, which is something I feel like when I played WoW, it's more... It's more fun, like it kind of, it's always had kind of a humor to it or more kind of made fun of itself a little bit mm-hmm. um, in some aspects. This game seems more very Dungeons and Dragons. Like if you play Dungeons and Dragons back in the day, this kind of has more of that kind of vibe to me. Like everything in the game seems very thought out and very serious. Um, and so I think it's going to be a, a different experience. So we'll just, we'll get right into it here uh, real quick, guys. So Ashes of Creation takes place within a medieval fantasy setting, like we said. It blends imagination with cutting-edge graphics. Um, And then they say here that they are putting the word massive back into massively multiplayer with unique and novel mechanics that will bring meaning to player actions. Now, you're probably sitting here thinking, well, it sounds like just another fantasy game, Clint. You probably go out, you quest, you kill some Mm -hmm. creatures, you you know, Mm -hmm. fetch quests. Take turns, you do yours, I do mine. Come on, bring it back, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And and yes, essentially it is. There is one difference, though, and this is where this game really intrigues me. Uh, The system is set up with um, its own little structure where players control the destiny of the game. And to me, Mm -hmm. this is kind of an idea that really... I don't think I've ever seen other than like maybe a game like DayZ we've kind of talked about before where it's got player interaction being the focus. Right. But there's yeah, really there is no actual built-in goal. Yeah, but within DayZ it's still player interaction that makes it, right? right. This, this game has game mechanics that is going to interact and react to the way that the server is playing, if this makes sense. Um, so no. we'll, we'll get into detail right here. This is kind of the nugget. They have this system in the game called Nodes, N-O-D-E-S. Uh, Nodes works as a, um, uh, we'll say like a point of interest within the regions of the game. Now, it doesn't specify every location of the map because this game's still in development. It just recently got out of its Kickstarter phase back in May. Um, okay. So, I mean, they are they are fairly new but that's already seems like they're developed and and have a plan for this game so these nodes take place in these regions so uh how the game works is you're going to log in and they're saying that i'm out time out yes you're going to talk about this epic massive this bringing massive back game 
Yeah. You're not going to have some kind of video for our live people to be watching. I'm getting ready to cue it, but I didn't want to get ahead okay. of myself because it has info for sure. the notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. I've got it queued up. I'm ready to go, baby. All right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, lost my train of thought. So, how it's going to work? Um, from what I understand, you're going to pick your race just like you would in WoW or any other fantasy MMO. So you can do mm-hmm. a dwarf, an elf, a human, that kind of stuff. Um, but you can also choose where you start out at. So you don't necessarily, if Ryan picks a dwarf, for instance, um, from what I understand, he doesn't have to start in the dwarf area, right? Mm. He can go and start in an elf starter area or a human starter area. So uh, it's kind of got that element to it. Um, they say that what, what has happened is your your elders once lived here, your relatives, way back in the day, centuries ago, and they were ran out of this this land or out of this uh, universe. And mm-hmm. so now these portals have come back and people, you have come into this world and it's it's now completely different from what it was. So this is ancient mystery to, to discover. So within okay. this map, you have these uh, nodes and we'll we'll go ahead and cue the video because I feel like it's safe now to, to go ahead and start that. Um, so let me transition us over here so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so the game's going to be set up with this node system. Like we said, it's point of interest. And so as you quest in a zone or an area, you give XP to this node system within the region. Um, from the video, it says that there's six levels to this node. And as it levels up, things start happening within that region. Um, so at first it's going to be kind of dead. Everything's going to be kind of, you know, you're just out questing, you're doing your own thing. And as you level up this node, more quests become available and, and things within landscape starts to change. Um, so say you get to level two, then maybe a little, some tents show up within the, within the area. All of a sudden mm. there's a little bit of a civilization starting to show up. Um, and this is all, um, depending on where the player base is. Yeah, so it's not, not just... Hold- Hold on. That's, so that's not going on just you. That's going on whoever's on that server. Server Everybody. population, yes. So if you don't play for a little while, you may come back and an area that was kind of empty is now populated. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so as a server, they're they're dictating what is going to happen within this game. Um, mm-hmm. And as you get to like level three, for instance, they say that a town will appear. Then you work your way up, and next thing you know, you've got a sprawling city. A metropolis is, I think, the max level, which is level six of this big city that shows up. The other caveat to this is as you're going through these levels, um, things start happening quest-wise. All of a sudden, you may find some dragon eggs at level three, and then at level four or five, a big, huge dragon shows up, a world boss within the area that starts trying to attack the cities things like that. All of a sudden these instances and things start happening because people are playing in that area. Um, Mm -hmm. And the only way now you may ask, well, Clint, what about if, you know, people start going and playing in another area, what happens to that region? Well, that's a good question. All of a sudden resources start reallocating to the other place and this place starts suffering. They start losing almost like an economy. Yes, it does. It has Uh, an economy built into it. Now, as a player, you can buy housing. Yes, I said housing for your character. Um, And so what they say is, as you get to the town phase, you can start purchasing houses within the town. Um, And the benefit of this, which I thought was really interesting, a really neat uh, strategy was, um, you get benefits from being the first characters 
to build this area up. So say me, Ryan, and Hunter start playing in this forest zone and we buy us a little tent or a little house, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to get maximum benefits when this place becomes a metropolis. There's right, certain right, things right. that you get that no other player will ever ever because have a chance to, to establish the town. That's how it would be right, for anybody, right? Or be that rich guy, right? Or in any case, other people have to work twice as hard, right, to get right, it. Right. Um, the game's also broken into um, some different systems. So as you're as you're developing your your community, um, has these. Um, I guess you'd say you pick like a resource for that that zone. So it mm-hmm. may be a scientific zone, right? So, um, based on that, you're going to have different, um, things that pop up, so to speak. And so that city will be different and have different abilities, um, compared to other places that you might be. An other example would be a militaristic. If you're militaristic, so it, really, it, it looks like not just questing too. I mean, cause I'm watching this video while you're going in the background and, uh, looks like anything that adds XP to you. Adds XP, XP to your node. Mm-hmm. If you're so in you that be, area, if you're right, you could be fishing, you could be doing whatever the freak you want to. Mm-hmm. It's going to add to it. Mm, that's interesting. Yep. This now, is, looks super cool, bro. Yeah, it does. And, and so they say here too. Uh, the developers mentioned that um, in order to derank a zone, right? Um, for one, he said anything adjacent to it. So I guess if it's connected mm-hmm. to the zone, that other zone cannot prosper. Because this zone is, if that makes sense. So yeah, you're not going to have you're not going to have two cities just built right up next to each other. Yeah, just he, like in real life. He does he does mention in the video which you guys saw. There's a bridge that gets built. He says you you have a level five city there that everyone's built up. Now the uh, citizens can vote or spend money to build a bridge over to this next zone. So you start having these uh, these hmm. things pop up, and then what happens is so you really you just care- you'd be expanding the city at that point. Right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep, and you expand your influence. So, um, okay. as the cities get bigger, and I know everybody's like, "Wow, what is he talking about?" Because I'm telling you, it's a lot. So, we're just kind of talking about it as we go, guys, because it's just so mm-hmm. hard to to be able to put together just a, a nice, clean video on a live stream. I think but, you're doing um, a good job. Make it sense. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, as we said, so you know, you build up uh, a bridge, for instance, to this other place across the river. Um, yeah. Well, now you're going to be able to send caravans to this other zone and start giving resources to that zone. Right. Yeah. And almost just like uh, if you live around where we're at locally, you've got Tulsa and then, you, yeah, you've kind of got Broken Arrow and Bixby and these things that are right there. Mm-hmm. But really, they're just an expanion of the greater Tulsa area. Right. And that's, right. So it's saying that's you can do that. But you're not going to have Tulsa, Oklahoma City on top of each other. Right. You're, you're going to have one big conglomerate mm-hmm. that's growing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and so um, it really is a server, a community that's deciding what is happening, uh, mm-hmm. which is just kind of blows my mind if they can really pull this off. Um, they also go into, like when they're talking about militaristic versus, um, you know, scientific, there's also a religion one. Like if you do a, a religion, um, your influence within that city is based off of um, your faith or what you've done within that religion, that culture. Um so that really breaks down into um, this weird thing of as you get these cities, um, then I think it's once a month is what they're saying is someone can be uh, made a leader or a mayor of that city, a player. Um, and then how this works is every month um, that person could be taken out of power. And then 
And so there must of, be some responsibility in that mayor's hands yes, so, for the direction of the city, just like so, real life. So he really gets in deep with like the housing is where the developer really starts taking off with some of these ideas. He says, you buy a house, you live in that city, you are now taxed. That that zone taxes your gold or whatever you're making in gold. Oh, really? And hmm. that goes towards the economy of that city. Yeah, increasing the city, building mm-hmm. other resources mm-hmm. in the city and streets in the city and the bridge right. that you're going to vote on later. Yeah. Yep. Dang, so, so say we buy a house at level one, or at, well, I shouldn't say level one, level three, me and Ryan buy a house. Hunter hasn't came to our zone yet. He's hanging out somewhere. Now we're up to level five. We've become a metropolis. Well, my house now has upgraded to a, to a mansion because I was an original. I've got all this right. income from being there before. Now Hunter has to be a little lowly person and live out in the alleys kind of thing. <laughs> the, now The real question is, can you evade taxes? I don't know right. about all that. <laughs> can, can we make some money in another region? Well, and, you have to and be store a, it in a bank somewhere else. Hmm. No? That I don't know. But he does. He does say too. Like, well, what if the city's all filled up? Well, then at that point, um, the rich people of the population can buy um, apartments and put them up for rent for hmm. other for other players. And that well, would I mean, be the other that, thing that, too. That you're going to have to think if you want some power and you want some clout, and that city is already developed to the point to where that is probably not going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. It may be in your best interest with your guild or whoever you're playing with, you know, your kind of group of people to start influencing growth in another area. There right? you go. There because you go. Now gonna, you're getting it. Mm-hmm. And that's the direction they're taking. These guilds, these communities. Mm-hmm are the ones in power. So right. if we're militaristic, the only way to take down uh, power in that zone is to literally destroy the city. And they're mm-hmm. saying that buildings will be destructible. You will attack the cities. Um, anything on that kind of scale, it's not just going to be like me and Ryan or like uh, no, me, Ryan no. and Hunter's guild are going to go attack the city. It's a no, server wide event. The other city voted on it or something. You know what I mean? Hey, this is well, what we're a, doing. And it's a server wide event. It's not something small. And okay. I think you can only attack a city like once a month as well. It's going to be, and it's going to send out notifications to all players that this is the date of the war. This is when mm. it's happening. Get ready. Wow, that'd be cool. That sounds um, fun. Yeah, the, also- preview, the preview you played didn't really show much gameplay, um, but I've got one pulled up that's showing some gameplay. I'm impressed with the graphics. I got to yep. tell you. That's usually your, your big pet peeve. Yeah, for these kind of games, that's my issue is usually the graphics. Now here's uh, a, obviously these graphics aren't you know you're not playing Resident Evil two on there the remake it's it's an MMO but you can't you can't do it with that many people yeah it MMO. definitely looks good compared to the three letter game we all know and love you know? <laughs> right now wow you went there so <laughs> yeah, I did he did he went right straight there now did you get it? Did I, you get I, it? I totally got yeah, it I got what you're gonna no did okay. you get what Hunter did. Okay. Totally did. Totally got it. <laughs> he did okay. get it. Right. I did. I did. <laughs> All right. Listen, though, there's more to it. So those caravans you're talking about, that's going to have to be items that players, um, those are events as well that players will have to escort those caravans to the next zones. And you can be attacked by other guilds. Um, there's PVP aspects to that. He also states that as your city gets bigger, creatures in that area will start noticing and will not like that you're taking over their land and they will come out of, out of mysterious places to attack you. So 
in theory, a dragon could come attack your city because what the yeah, it'd be just like any area. other time. Yeah, medieval mm-hmm. time. You get your castle. There's gonna be a dragon. You're gonna need a knight. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So this game's crazy. There's a lot of reach this, to it. But this game's not really medieval. You know, it may sound like it. We're talking about it. It's not. It's like its own universe. Like if you're watching this preview, if you watch the preview that shows the gameplay, it, this is not just orcs and axes. This is, it's not just WoW recreated. This is more like medium modern mixed with like if uh, I don't know maybe did society go another direction? You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's got a different vibe to it. Yes, there's armor and all this kind of stuff, but it doesn't look like it's just completely um, medieval. It's got like its own universe mm-hmm. for sure. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, you know, they also talk. Um, like we said, there's politics in this game, so there is going to be like if you're a democracy. Um, people within the town will vote who's in power. Um, there will be ways to take um, guilds out of power. Um, say our guild doesn't like the way Ryan's leading it. We can mm-hmm. find ways to get rid of him and as a group make Stage decisions that, yep. And I so like it's it. it's very much, you know, the way the developer you get kind that, of... You know, like my, my, my guild, make your own. You get a lot of that in MMOs. Mm-hmm. Screw that. Oh, yeah. I'll take over this thing. <laughs> So it's really cool in that aspect. But, um, you know, the other thing we're talking about creatures, it's going to open up dungeons and raids. So they're, they're specifically going to be things that get unlocked that you may never see because of the server that you play on. Yep. So everyone's, yeah. So everyone's in game will look different depending on where you live. Another thing they said that I thought was really neat. And this is another ambitious thing the founding fathers of the city base what the architecture will look like. So if it. we're playing orcs, our town will have a orc aesthetic to it because it yeah. was built by orcs. Same thing nice. with dwarves, same thing with elves. Um, so they're putting that spin on it. Um, they've also mentioned uh, a system called monster coin, which is going to be a part of your uh, PVP that you can get. Um, you take this coin and literally turn into a, a monster during a war and can help take siege, lay siege onto the city mm. that you're attacking nice. or the caravan that you're attacking. Um, so just a lot of, um, a lot of creative um, just reach to this whole thing. And the fact that it has its own um, economy to it is really amazing. So now it says it's democratic, right? I mean, it's a vote. Well, but- no, that's, that's if you went the democratic route. Oh, so that's what I was gonna say. Can you go like the dictator route? Mm-hmm. Can you go? Yeah. Oh, I like yeah, so it. there's 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 abilities and things that the community will pick or that you, um, I guess enroll in in a way, and it affects right. that that community. Okay. Um, and so that that's why I say there's just a lot of different ways that this game is gonna be. Um, now you may say, well, Clint, I don't like PvP, and it sounds like this game is heavily um, PvP related. Uh, they are going to have a system that curses players. So uh, me and me and Hunter are little lobby level fives and some douchebag decides to come over and he's level 50, which is the max level in the game. And he decides to attack us. He will become cursed. He will have like a debuff, so to speak, and it will affect his abilities, how strong he is. It will, um, and it overall affects his gameplay. The more of a douche that you are, the more that you're punished within the game because it knows. Um, you know, you shouldn't just That's be cool. going and attacking these guys. So there's mm-hmm. going to be consequences to the game. 
that's going to help with toxicity when it comes to PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, because not everybody's into the PvP aspect. They just want to go out and quest. So mm-hmm. the, the game itself is going to have that. Um, as far as your trades go, your skills, your crafting, um, the way that it was kind of explained when I was listening, crafting is going to be different. So in World of Warcraft, if you're a blacksmith, you also usually take a secondary profession like mining. Um, or if you're an alchemist, you're going to do alchemy and your secondary uh, skill is going to be herbalism. Well, mm. in this game, you're going to be a gatherer or a crafter um, or some type of aspect of this one profession, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. So you're not going to you're, you're going to be a blacksmith. Well, you're not going to be out going and getting the materials. Yeah, you never would. Right. So I mean, you're, you're right. And so they're they're going to integrate this system into the game where your character does something for the community. Again, it right. goes back to community. And they're saying that you're going to make these things, and yes, you can use them for yourself, but it's usually going to it's going to be a community effort. So right. um, I yeah, can't it's, make it's this. One of the ways you're going to make money is making it for other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it's so, set up. Yeah. So I'm not going to be able to go and get all the materials for this sword that I want. Now, but me, you'll also be vying to be the better blacksmith in a way, right? Like yep. to upgrade your skills and to make money. Somebody to... else makes better stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of screwed. You yep. know, it's real business. It's... Capitalism, baby. Yep. And so, um, yeah. So as you um, as you get this stuff going um, for like um, trying to think of an example, um, he says, like, if you're over here mining and you see these little embers, some kind of ember creature or something, right? Um mm-hmm you're in that node. It knows that you're doing all this mining. All of a sudden you're starting to level that up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing you know, there may be a cave that opens up that you didn't know was there. All of a sudden mm-hmm. the earth is opened up and there's a cave. Mm-hmm. Now people start going to the cave to check it out. Now there's right. a dungeon, you know, now you're going into this group. Right. event. Um, and then raids are the same way. They said raids are going to work like this. It's pretty simple. When you start a raid, um, it's going to get, it's going to start out easy. And it's going to get harder and harder the deeper you go into the experience. Mm. So there, so it's not going to be like a a set level. It's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna increasingly get harder. Um, There are going to be twenty man raids, forty man raids, and I think there was going to be an eight man if you had a smaller group. um, Is what they're what they're talking about? Um, Yeah. So I mean, it's just this. It's this crazy thing of they're blending all these these abilities and guys I haven't even really scratched the surface of how deep I'm it reading, goes. I'm reading these comments on YouTube and they're about what I expected. Uh, yeah, you've got some comments that are you know positive, mm-hmm. and some that aren't. You know, one guy he says here, players hold elections for mayors, and just like that, all the mayor positions are filled with Twitch streamers. That's probably a hundred percent true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're on there true. all the time. True. And they've true. got a lot of publicity. Unless we go to war and kill that town. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, uh, who, who's your leader going to be? Another Twitch streamer? I well, like it. The minority. <laughs> That's the whole thing, right? If you as a server don't like that that Twitch streamer's up there doing his thing. Right. The big I'm not necessarily comes. against it. You know, the, the Twitch streamer might be, he might be great. He might be a great oh, yeah. leader. And I'm not, right, I'm, not yeah, really, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really against that either. I'm saying, I think the, the idea is that's going to be the balancing act to it all. It, yeah, you know, for well, balancing is going to be the thing. This guy, this guy here, he says, uh, getting a strong, too good to be true vibe, which is exactly what I'm nervous about. As you're reading all this and talking <laughs> about all this, and he what says, is it supposed to come out? Uh, we uh, don't know. 
We don't know. It's still in development. You can get early access. Um, give me just a second, and I'll um, jump in here and see um, how we can make that happen. Give me just a sec. He said, uh, getting a strong too good to be true revive. And then he said, just there's just too many systems, too many variables, too many, too much balancing, and too much of everything. How can we realistically expect all of this to come in a functional state, much less a fun, balanced state? Um, and it is one of those things where, yeah, I mean, I get that. But in all reality, we always want more in games, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there's always something more we want. You, If you went back eight years ago, we would have been talking about, why, I mean, why doesn't Call of Duty make a game where we can have 100 different teams you know, and fight for each other for the top, you know, like some kind of king of the hill, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody battles it out and, and, and you know, you, you just land on this map and then you converge in this epic battle. We, things like that has been said. Mm-hmm. And we, oh, you can't get all that out of a game. And now here we are. We yeah. have it, right? Um, not like, I'm not saying Call of Duty did it first or, or something like that, but what I'm saying is um, games change, guys. Games come a long mm-hmm. ways. And I agree. This is what we were talking about before. I don't, think wow can make those changes without becoming a different game right and so it has to be new games that step in whether it's made by blizzard or not but i think to get these kind of things i think games can problem is in the mmo community uh you know all these guys know this is not the first mmo to promise everything on a plate Mm -hmm. and then never never even come out let alone come out and work you know what i mean yeah and so they're nervous about it and i and i get that um I got my fingers crossed because it sounds it sounds good. It sounds like you might be able to suck me into this MMO. Yeah, um, and and I just hope we don't get lost if we get in. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Now the the things that I do like about it though, it does seem to have these self balancing. You know, they talked about balance, but it seems like they have systems in place that they're going to stick behind. Mm. Um, and I say that by saying this: um, Blizzard and other games we've seen it in. And um, I, I saw someone talking about it with Call of Duty. About the FAL, is it a stronger gun now because of the way they nerfed the other gun? Um, mm-hmm. That same kind of deal. This seems like they're really sticking to the guns of, no, this is a hardcore MMO. So mm-hmm. it kind of is what you get. Now, I'm sure they'll balance it and tweak it, but it seems like the the route they're going is, you guys make it. You make it right. happen. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. If you don't like it, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and I just threw up some gameplay so you guys can see kind of how the gameplay works. Um, this, I mean, there's just some characters playing around on the screen. Um, someone's uh, YouTube video. But graphics look really good. It just has a lot of ideas that I think really push into a new direction that we really, we've seen um, snippets of this, of mm-hmm. these ideas, but never on a grand scale. Um, right. And I mean, they're really, they're really going for it. Like when I look at this, um, now as far as gameplay goes, I'm not sure. I've seen some other stuff where the, the gameplay and stuff look pretty pretty legit. Matter of fact, I could probably skip forward here. Yeah, it's some actual gameplay. Um, but it looks pretty solid for something that's mm-hmm. just got its Kickstarter going. Now, what happened was the developer, he funded it himself and then did the Kickstarter just to kind of help push it over the edge, to help push to that next level right. of, of getting this thing made fairly quick. Now, um, the gameplay is going to work um, kind of how you want it to. It's going to have tab target like wow um so you can do that or it's going to have the live action um reaction kind of like a star wars mmo right. or some of that stuff 
where mm-hmm. you're actually aiming and shooting and doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a combination of both. They've said that when you play, you're going to pick which route you want to lean towards. So mm-hmm. 75% of your gameplay will be what your choice is. The other 25% you'll be kind of forced to do. Oh, okay. Which I thought was interesting. So um, if you want to do more kind of like uh, Elder Scrolls style, right? you can pick that style, but you'll still have some tab targeting things that you sure. need to do. Gotcha. Yeah, I just read another comment on here. It's talking about basically real uh, real space player housing going to get destroyed. It said you're going to rage quit before the game launches. And they're talking about, you know, coming into the game, you haven't played for a week, your house that you've built up and, all this stuff. It's not even like you weren't even there to defend it. It got destroyed by somebody else. Got pillaged, you know I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true. Um, they did say on that, on the player housing as well, if all the houses are taken in the city and you don't want to rent an apartment, you can buy land outside of that city. Um, and so you'll buy these plots. You know, you can put down a, a blacksmith okay. home where you have a blacksmith thing to work out. Now, of. can that home be wrecked um, by anybody if they want to? Um, I'm not sure. You wouldn't I mean, think I know, so. You I know the buildings, home all the time. You know yeah, I, mean? I know the, um, I know the buildings and stuff are supposedly going to be destructible. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as how they go about that, I'm not really 100% sure. That would uh, suck if that's the case though. I doubt it because that would just be too, too stressful. Well, they did say there is going to be flagging for PVP. So maybe if you're not flagged, that zone is not able to be. You know, unless you're in the city. I mean, if you're in the city and your city gets taken over, then I would say you're out of luck. Right. Um, But, I mean, I think that kind of comes with the consequences of being in the city. Um, But I do like the aspect of there there seems to be this feel of you can be a citizen within this world or you could just be someone that travels and makes money. Right. It doesn't sound like you have to become Mm -hmm. a citizen anywhere. Right. Um, There's just just a lot of benefits. It's just kind of depending on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there's benefits to being a citizen. For you know, there's for one the fact that a lot of the people are going to want to use you. You're going to be able to make revenue and turn things into ways of building your wealth, essentially, in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an economic based game. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing um, is they said that there there can only be a maximum of five metropolises in the uh, server. So as of now, you can only have five maxed out cities. Only. Uh, within the zones. So that leads me to believe that those cities could wage war on each other, mm. essentially. So it's it's very kingdom-driven, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like in the old days. You hear, you know, one area might be peasant land and and uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. But gameplay looks good. Um, like I said, I'm looking at it. It looks pretty solid. So that's what gives me hope. Like I'm not watching something that is super glitchy-looking, you know, they're not really showing me much gameplay. They're just showing me trailers of, of people, you know, mm-hmm. walking mm-hmm. through town. I mean, this is actual gameplay, and I've, I've seen other stuff of the PvP going on. Um, so, yeah, keep your keep your eyes out. I'm not saying this will be successful. Obviously, I'm hopeful that it is because it would be good for everybody. Um, it would definitely be a new taste for, for the MMO life. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much all that i've got for you guys um any final thoughts on on your end hunter no i'm excited for this i just i'm kind of with ryan like i I think that some some pluses for me are the graphics and then um also what you're talking about on the battle 
of aiming and stuff like that. I enjoy doing the aiming and stuff more than the actual just lock on and letting your character do it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? So I like that they're giving you options like that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, they're talking, all these guys are so skeptical and how frustrating it's going to be, but I, I think I would give it a try either way, even if it right. was frustrating. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, so. yeah, you got to give it, give it a try now. Um, right now, if you guys want to get in on their um, beta access, it's a little pricey. Uh, I don't know that, you know, this may, I don't know, this could, but this is, I get what they're doing here. This is all part of that. Be a first adopter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which we've seen a lot of games do. Um, you can get a Wayfair pre-order pack, which is 75 bucks. Um, you're going to get access to future beta two test phase. Um, you'll get two months of game time when the game launches. You'll get $25 in embers. Uh, which is in their in-game marketplace credits, and uh, Thicket's Endowment, which is an accessory cosmetic skin. Um, all that will be applied to your account when the game goes live. Um, and also, uh, just so everybody knows, there is no play to win in this game, so um, they are going to have this currency system within the cash store, kind of like all these other games have had, the microtransaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of it will affect anything regarding gameplay. It'll only be some cosmetic stuff and things like that. Gotcha. Something that confuses me on games sometimes, maybe I'm just crazy. Beta is early and alpha is later because alpha in my head comes first. So. No, I think we've been watching alpha footage or at least beta one footage. So, I mean, okay. they're, they're further along. So you're right. Beta, beta is later on in the game. game I just this, article, this article right here was written just two days ago mm-hmm. and it was talking about how Intemperate Studios has revealed a plan surrounding the alpha release like they haven't even done that it says which is which has been called alpha one the company is set to release the exact schedule however it has confirmed um that people will be invited to alpha one test phase um this year before the game gets a release date the test phase will essentially allow testers to check out the mechanics and systems of the upcoming game so then it makes me wonder what are they offering for people to buy right now is it just like a the guarantee beta access for one uh, which when they open it right basically. so so like this it's it's telling you here hold on i don't want to crap i don't want to buy it i want to just read it here um so like what they mean here access to future beta two test phase so that means when they get into phase two of beta you're guaranteed access plus it said you said something about two months of the game when that yeah. game is released you're gonna get two what months of game time so i think that mm-hmm. means they're doing the wow model which is 15 dollars yeah. a month subscription okay which which if it's good enough i think people will still pay that oh um, yeah and then you're getting that 25 dollars towards the ember marketplace and then you get your own accessory cosmetic skin which i'm assuming will be some kind of exclusive skin that no one else can ever have type situation a lot of people like that um it said Let's the company see. also revealed that Alpha 1 tests won't be under NDA, meaning that fans, oh. That means uh, they can talk about it. They're not going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so streamers can actually go play it and then show, show everyone stuff or play and tell people about it. So yeah, not- I said it, I said they also confirmed that, that uh, the year will have a public testing of Ashes and creation of uh, Apocalypse Castle Siege, so a specific siege uh, where the fans will get to check out a number of siege weapons, objectives, objective-based warfare, and other systems. So there'd be almost like a mini uh, public trial that's free for everybody. 
sounds like a big war zone because they have mm-hmm. touted it's going to have open world PvP. It's going to have your sieges. It's going to have mm-hmm. the caravan wars where you're fighting over caravans. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then are, they're also going to have arena play like WoW where you play in an arena three on three or yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty much, I mean, that's the thing about it being ambitious. They're taking everything from any MMO that's ever been made and basically dumping it all into one game. Right. Really. That's why these people are going too much. It's too, you can't take every good thing and put it in one game and expect it to actually come out and work. That's why they're saying it. Yeah. I get I get why it sounds too good to be true, but it's one of those that if it is true, they nailed it. They yep. did it here. And, and someone's going to try, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. If no one yeah. ever tried, then we're all going to be negative Nancy and never have a good right. new experience. Yep. People got to fail, too. You know what I mean? Not everybody succeeds. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, you can tell they're putting it. They're putting in the work and, and want this to be successful. From what I'm seeing, game like video wise, mm-hmm. um, it certainly seems like they're moving to make things happen. And it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they're moving too slow. Like they're not pulling a daisy here on us where um, not much is happening. So right. um, we'll see. I mean, as this thing gets more popular, guys, we'll let you know. I guarantee we'll be on it. Um, you know, you might hear from us next year that this was a turd and you know we'll just add it we'll just add it to crackdown in uh google stadia yep 2020 <laughs> so there you go well that's all i got guys like i said i could go more in depth with it but geez it'd be a lot of talking it's yeah. enough for now we'll hit on it again between now and when it comes out i'm sure multiple times yeah we appreciate yeah. you guys joining and listening though had a great show enjoyed enjoyed doing it yes yeah it was a lot of fun guys um if you like the show please uh, go over to our Patreon, check it out. Uh, you can donate to us on there if you'd like, just to help out the show, help with expenses, and uh, putting more into the product. Um, but if not, we're still going to be here every Friday, free, baby, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I mean, iHeartRadio. Yep. You you think it, we're probably on it. Um, go check us out. Let your gamer friends know. Let your gamer dads know. Um, and we are going to be having a giveaway coming up here very sh- soon and also yep. checking into getting some merch going for us. Yep. The so, merch we'll have soon. We'll get to show you guys. We'll have some shirts and stuff. And I was going to say, you know, for anybody who's done the Patreon before we had merch to give, you know, whatever tier and stuff like that, that you may be at, you're going to get whatever the new guys get when we yeah. add mm-hmm. that gear to the new Patreon. So um, we're not going to, we're going to forget about our, our early listeners and supporters mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. And we may be having a new sponsor come on the show. We're in talks with them. They do a little Twitch stream. We like them. Um, they've played with us before. So um, possibly maybe getting some support from them so that we can give out more things to you guys. You know, we want to do more with the giveaways and uh, building the community. So stick nice. with us on that, guys. Um, and with that said. Stay delirious. Stay daddy. And stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.